0: What's up, guys? Kevin here with One Love Ministries, and uh, tonight I want to talk to you about something, and if you need a title, if you need a label, if you need to put something on it um, and stamp it, this thing that we're going to talk about is that we're in a fight. That you're in a fight, I'm in a fight. Uh, Everybody we know, we're all in a fight in this thing called our lives. And I want to talk to you about this fight, and I want to talk to you about the enemy that you have in this fight. All right, so... The fight that I'm talking about, you know, in the Bible, um, you know, all throughout the Bible, you know, we all know who Satan is. We all know who the devil is. We don't have to be these super Christians to understand who he is and what his job is. Uh, You may not know exactly what the Bible says his job is, but you know right from wrong, good from evil. Uh, It's called the age of accountability, and we all hit it at some point in time in our lives. We go from being a, a child you know, that that we just do wrong and we're being taught how to do right, to coming into a place where in our lives we know what the right thing to do is uh, and we know what the right choice is and the wrong choice is. And the fight that you are in and the enemy that you have is the devil. Now, the devil, he can use things, use people, he can come in all, all sorts of forms. Let's go back to the first time he presents himself in the Bible. You had Adam, you had Eve. Uh, he comes to Eve, you know, God told them, don't eat from this particular tree, paraphrasing. Uh, he comes to Eve and, and he's in the form of a serpent and he's there to, to project doubt. He says what? He says, surely you're not going to die if you eat this fruit, you know, so that that's where sin came into the world and all that other stuff. But but to kind of break this down in a, in a more understandable thing, you know, Every day, you are faced with things in your life that are going to challenge you. Uh, people, they're going to challenge you. Your emotions, they're going to challenge you. Your your aggravation, your rage, maybe it's a drug problem, drinking problem, lust problem, whatever it is, uh, this fight that you're in, it's always between ourselves. It, it, most of the time, it boils down to being something inside of you um, that's warring against something else. And it's the enemy, um, and, and he's trying to get in your head, and he's trying to get in your thoughts, and that's the first place he comes. The battleground of your life is going to be in your mind. And so, you know, what do I know about this fight I'm in? If we say, well, well what, do I, what is it that I know about the fight? Well, we know that we do have an enemy, first. Second, we know this enemy, it's not flesh and blood. We know that, the Bible says that, and I'm going to show you that. It says that uh the enemy comes to do three things he comes to steal kill and destroy so we know we have an enemy we know the enemy is not flesh and blood it's not people people are not our problem and we also know that the enemy comes to do three things steal kill and destroy and in the Bible anytime you see anything and it's in an order you it's in that order for a reason because that's the way it'll go down. So he's not going to come and try to kill you right away. He's not going to do that. He's going to come and he's going to steal something. He's going to steal something. Then he's going to try to kill that thing. And then he's going to try to destroy that thing. And, you know, fourth, we know that this enemy roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And we know that from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And uh, it says to be sober-minded. <laughs> be sober. Um and with self-discipline and you know here i'll just i'll read it to you instead of just paraphrasing so that you can hear it because i want to talk about something for a minute about this lion that the bible talks about this enemy so it says this it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary your enemy the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour you know In the Bible, God doesn't just flippantly use words. The Holy Spirit doesn't just flippantly use words. There's a lot of things in life that can kill you, a lot of things other than a lion that can kill you. But God chose to put it on this writer's heart to say a lion. Well, let's look at how how does a lion hunt? What does a lion do? A lion stalks its prey. A lion waits for that prey to get outside of the pack, outside of community, outside of the safety. The Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counselors. Well, we know that a lion stalks its prey, so it's going to watch. Your enemy is watching and waiting for you to have a moment when you're aggravated, when you're mad, when you're frustrated, when your guard's down, when you're tired, when you're wore out, when you're broke, when you're when you're downtrodden, and then that's when he's going to strike, and he's going to do it. You know, what happens when we get in a fence? We get in a fence, and we burn off, and we tear off, and we don't want to be around anybody. We don't want to hear what anybody has to say. We're in a fence. So now that roaring lion the enemy has you exactly where he wants you he has you outside of the pack outside of community and then that's when he's going to come and that's when he's going to to do what he does and that's why the bible says to be sober be diligent because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour verse 9 says resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world what does that mean it means you're not the only one going through stuff you're not the only one struggling you're not the only one having these problems the two biggest lies that the enemy uh is telling people today you know is self-titlement that the world owes you something Uh, And that life isn't hard. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and and just break this to you. Life is hard, and nobody owes you anything. Uh, Nobody owes me anything. Uh, Life was hard yesterday. Life had some challenges today. And guess what? Tomorrow's going to have its own stuff going on. Now, when we choose to live a life through God, He graces those things, and He helps us get through those things. And if we, if we take note of how we got through that situation and actually apply wisdom to our life, then the next time it comes up, we can handle those things different and we don't have to struggle going around the same problem all the time. Uh, but it requires, you know, looking into ourselves. And so, so, you know, the fight, we're in a fight. We do know we have an enemy. We know this. We know that the enemy is not flesh and blood. And we're going to talk about that so if we go over to the book of ephesians and uh it'd be chapter six it's the book of ephesians and it's chapter six and we're going to look at something here that i want to show you and um guys you know my heart is for you to hear what i'm saying in, in the sense of you know Christianity doesn't mean everything is is hunky-dory and fine Uh, it does not mean because you chose to give your life to God that some lightning bolt experience is going to happen and you're never going to struggle again I don't know who told you that I don't know where you heard that and I don't know if some preacher is telling you this from a pulpit but shame on them and whoever's telling you that that is what your life is when you give it to God um, really really should stop saying things like that because that's not the case um and i'll give you an example uh is there forgiveness for sin yes there's forgiveness for sin but does sin have consequence yes it does if two 16 year old people go and have sex outside of marriage and they get pregnant and they go to god and they say god forgive me or they ask god for forgiveness does god forgive them yes he forgives them but is there a baby on the way yes there's a baby on the way so you get what i'm saying there's consequence for sin so the moment you go and give your life to god that doesn't mean that everything goes away. It doesn't mean your court cases go away. It doesn't mean that drug charge you caught goes away. It doesn't mean that the temptation to shove that needle in your arm and do that one last bump goes away. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that now you're, you're, you're saying, God, I can't do this. I need your help with this. And you surrender that to him. But what's going to... Well, here's the deal. Salvation's a free gift, but it comes with responsibility. If I buy my son a cell phone and I give my son a cell phone, that's a gift I gave him. It's his responsibility to charge it. It's his responsibility to keep the screen from breaking. It's his responsibility to pay the bill. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I hope that you can understand what I'm saying here. Once you give your life to God, if you don't get in the word, if you don't get in the word and and learn who is my enemy, what does my enemy do, what is he coming to try to get out of my life, you know, you're not ever going to know how to fight these battles in hosea chapter 4 verse 6 it tells you my people perish from lack of knowledge knowledge is god's word that's he's telling you you're perishing because you're not getting this word in you um and i've seen it in my own life too many times trying to get off of drugs and alcohol and fix my life blaming everybody around me for every problem i have instead of looking at myself And the moment we can honestly grow up own our stuff look at ourselves, and say god show me how to fix me, that's when you'll start having breakthrough. That's when you'll start growing in life. And that's when you'll start winning this fight that you are in, whether you know it or not, or whether you want to admit it or not. You have an enemy, and he is out to steal, kill, and destroy your life. He is after your faith. He is after your family. He is after your future. You can take that to the bank. Now, here's the good news. In Ephesians, which I thought I was there, and I'm at Philippians so ephesians chapter 6 and we're just going to start for sake of time in 10 through 18 so verse 10 says this says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil all right here we go for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood we don't wrestle against flesh and blood people are not our problem For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always, praying always, guys, always communicating with God, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So he's saying what? What's he saying? You notice a few things that are consistent with each other in this fight you're in. What's he say over in Peter? He's saying, hey, be vigilant. Hey, be sober-minded. Be alert. Don't just be sitting there, uh, you know, just humdrum and and think that that you're not in this fight, that the devil is not out to kill you. Uh, All you got to do to float downstream is quit swimming. It's effortless. But if you want to get somewhere in life, if you want to get to a point that, you know, when when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you're tired of the drugs robbing you, when you're tired of the drugs ruining your relationship with your kids, ruining your relationship with your parents, when you're tired of the alcohol causing you to be locked up time after time after time, not getting your license back, not getting your life straight, when you're tired of losing sleep and having to go get high or find serenity in the bottom of a bottle, when you're tired of this, this is the way out. You get your mind right with God. You get your heart right with God. You get your mind and your heart right with yourself. You go to God, you humble yourself, and you admit you can't do this. Guys, we can't do this. How many of you and how many times have I in my life of drugs and alcohol, how many times have we formulated a plan that we think is going to work? How many times have we sat down and said, okay, now that I've gotten cleaned up again, now that some people have helped me back on my feet again, I know I can do the drug and do it this way, and I can make sure it doesn't happen like that again. And how many times has that worked? How many times have you drank and gone out and just said, I'm going to drink a little, take a couple shots, and then I'm going to do it like this and be responsible? I mean, come on, guys. Be real with yourself. At the end of the day, us fooling ourselves, its not, I mean, yeah, we hurt people around us we care about. But at the end of the day, we're just burning daylight and wasting time, and we're not getting anywhere Guys, for me, there was a time that I I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. I got tired of just going around the same mountain, the same mountain, the same problem. And the only thing that ever made a difference, the only thing, was to take this word of God that's in this Bible that everybody said, read, 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 and to actually start taking something out of it. It doesn't mean you have to be a Bible scholar. Find one thing in here that speaks to you, one thing. Take it. Get it in your heart and truly apply it to your life and I promise you, you will see the power of God show up in your life and it will encourage you to continue to do that. So guys, that's that's, that's the encouragement for tonight. That's, that's the message right now that I want you to hear. If you're in Australia, if you're in Ireland, if you're in Russia, if you're in America, I want you to understand you are in a fight. This fight is for your life. This fight is for your family. This fight is for your faith. This fight is for your future. There is an enemy that has come, and he has come to steal, kill, and destroy you. It's nothing to be scared of. It's nothing to be afraid of because this enemy I speak of is also defeated. This enemy cannot do anything you will not let him do in your life. So my encouragement is understand you're in a fight. Understand you have an enemy. Understand that enemy is not flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18 tells you that it tells you what your armor is it tells you what your armor does i encourage you read it get it in your heart In first peter five and eight it tells you look have your mind right be sober be vigilant know what you're doing be self-disciplined and alert okay and that's what it tells you to do understand it you have an enemy guys so i'm for you we are for you here at One Love Ministries. God is for you. God's not mad at you. He, you know, he has a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. He has great thoughts for your life and things that he wants to do for you. Um, guys, my encouragement is if you're struggling, I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you're a preacher. I don't care if you're a deacon in the church. I don't care if you're Sally that's 88 and been on the front row all your life and done nothing but great things. Look, we all have things we have to work on. We all have things. None of us have arrived. You know, read the Beatitudes, humble, meek. That's what we have to be in life. I encourage you, humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before your own self. The Bible says when a man thinks he's something, when he's nothing, that you deceive yourself. So guys, we love you here at One Love Ministries. We are for you here at One Love Ministries. You know, I don't want this message to feel heavy. I don't want it to feel heavy, but I feel like I'd be doing you an injustice if I don't remind you of the uh, severity of things from time to time. Uh, So give it to God, lay it at his feet, know that he's big enough to take care of what matters to you and understand if it matters to you, it matters to God. We love you guys, we believe in you, and if you do not remember nothing else, remember you are valuable to God.